When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Welcome back into another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, been a great weekend. Uh, it's been a hot weekend. It's it's right in the dull days of summer here in Alabama. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Uh, we're doing great, doing great, man. What a busy – we're recording this on Sunday afternoon around 3.30 p.m. So there's already been some some big recruiting news. There's probably going to be more coming here in just a, a sh- short time. But uh, we're going to dive into that in just a minute. But, uh, you know, first, you guys know the jury. We want to hear from you. Jump in the comment section. Let us know what your thoughts on the show uh, any of the discussion that we have today, we would love to have your thoughts and opinions on that there in the comment section. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. We're also free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us there as well. So we would greatly appreciate you subscribing there, leaving us reviews, giving us a thumbs up, just however you can support us. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Jake, Sunday, has it has been a busy day uh, for Alabama fans, uh, especially uh, in the recruiting world. A couple of commitments, one for the class of 2024 and another for the class of 2026, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, so uh, just a big day. And then, of course, Zabian Brown, the four-star corner from, from Modern Day High School, is going to be making his commitment here in just a short time. Uh, we're expecting him to pick Alabama. Would it be a great pickup for, for Alabama? We'll actually start with him, Jake. Uh, you know, the four-star corner, Alabama's already got two corners uh, committed in this class so far, and Jameer Grimsley, and and uh, of course the five star Jalen Mbakwe from from Alabama, and and what I like about potentially of these three players being in this class together is they're a little bit different. You know, Jalen Mbakwe is is listed as an athlete by the recruiting services, a five star talent, Jake. That is just that's what he is. He is a phenomenal athlete. And then you look at, at Grimsley, the guy who committed, I think, last week or week before last. He uh, mm-hmm. He's a guy who's more of a cover safety type player, uh, real long, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 190 pounds. So a guy who's going to be a bigger player, uh, maybe could play the nickel corner role. Uh, and then you look at Zabian Brown, a guy who uh, I'm not saying he's going to be at the level of a Patrick Sartan, but he has that technician type approach to his game, Jake, where he just does all the little things the right way. It puts him in a position to be, you know, in the right place at the right time, just a really good cover corner and a guy who plays at, at a phenomenal high school out in modern day in California. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Bryce Young played there. And I think in the class of 2024 alone, they have four of the top players in the state of California on their team. So uh, he, he plays with a lot of competition, a high-level competition in high school. Uh, and if he does, in fact, choose the Crimson Tide, uh, he, the new co- the competition will not be something new to him. So I, I really hope he picks Alabama because he's a great football player and would fit in well with what Coach Saban wants to do in the back end of that defense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh before, before I get too big into it, you know, Alabama's kind of lived in the backyard of California the last several years, and that's kind of surprising with USC being out there and, and all that. But uh, these three guys, you got to think about, we're going to have to have somebody in the next couple of years step up at corner because after 
more than likely after this year, Kool-Aid is going to be a, probably a top, top draft pick. Uh, I think they've already got him listed as the number one corner coming, you know, into the draft. So who's going to be the next guy to step up and and having these guys coming in give us a lot more depth. So uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, Terry on Arnold, I mean, sure. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to go to the draft, but, Jack, he will be draft eligible. And if he has a big-time yeah. year, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, he could be a guy who jumps into the draft next year. So you always have to be ready for those types of decisions. Of course, the transfer pool is always an option as well. So right. you never know who's leaving or staying. So uh, you got to be ready, and you got to sign guys to build depth on your team. And, and if Alabama can pull off Zabian Brown and you've got Brown – Grimsley and, and, and Jalen Mbakwe, that is a great trio of, of defensive backs to, to build in the class of 2024. So I think those guys would be a, a great welcome addition to Tuscaloosa. Uh, uh, then Alabama gets a commitment today from from a linebacker from Germany, Jake. Uh, nice. I'm not going to try to say his last name. His first name is Justin, and his last name starts with OK. So we're just going to call him <laughs> Justin OK. And, yeah. uh, uh, but he he's a really talented player, Jake. Uh, you know, had a great camp with Alabama last month in June. Uh, ran with a, a sub 4 five forty uh, there uh, in Tuscaloosa, you know, 6'3", 225. A phenomenal athlete. I, I told you, Jake, in pre-recording that I, I truly believe that if he was playing in the states, he would be a high four-star recruit. So, don't don't let the rankings fool you on this one. This dude is an athlete. He is a player, uh, and, and it may take him a year or two to acclimate to the college game. Uh, but when once this guy figures it out, he is going to be a stud for Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about him. You think four four, you know, four four nine at that size, I mean, getting downhill and, and smacking you, gosh, it's you know, it, it he's gonna hear it. It's gonna be like on the richer scale, it's gonna be like thunder uh when he gets a hold of it. I, I agree. He's uh it's probably gonna take a year or two to get Ackerman, like you said, but once he does, I think he's gonna have a very, very successful career at Alabama. So he he's one to definitely keep your eye on. Yeah, he's he's a guy that 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 you know it, the commitment kind of come out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. Alabama felt good about their position with him following his 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 visit last month in, in camp, and after he received that offer, after really just flashing his ability in front of the coaching staff. I mean, I apparently he was just all over the field in their seven on seven stuff. So. But but the commitment kind of come out of nowhere for Alabama. Give give Coach Saban, Robert Bala, the the first year linebackers coach, a lot of credit for what they done with him and being able to pr- impress him in such a short amount of time that he felt comfortable enough to make to pull the trigger and make that commitment to Alabama. So big time pickup. What a player. What an athlete. Just adding to this class of 2024 that that you know beginning of the month of July it looked slim, but that's nothing that fans should worry about. And and I think by the time the month of July ends and as we enter August, the first couple of weeks of August, uh, this class is going to continue to build and grow, uh, and there won't be but a handful of spots left uh, for the remaining months uh, leading up to signing day. Uh, once this month wraps up and we get on into August. So so don't fret out on the fans. This class is going to be just fine. Nick Saban knows exactly what he is doing. Uh, so so be confident in him. Have faith in him. He's he's pulled it off for, you know, the last couple decades almost. So mm-hmm. just put your faith in him and you'll be all right. He's uh, he's he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it was funny. You know, you saw a lot of stuff on Twitter, you know, past two, three, three weeks. Uh 
you know, Alabama's only got eight commitments, and I was sitting here thinking, we've got eight at this point. I'm, you know, color me Shaw, that's probably the most we've had it at this <laughs> yeah. stage since Saban's been there. Because since like July and August, it gets ramped up really well. And then, you know, like you said, Stacey, all, all of our slots, maybe four to six, are, are already taken. Then there's going to be the handfuls that come in at signing day or two or three days before signing day. So, yeah, don't 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 fret just yet because this, this is saving norm, honestly. Yeah, well, and, and recruiting is so fluid, and and these guys have changed so much. You know, a lot of them wanted to wait till signing day, especially right. when it was in February, uh, to make a commitment. Now, most, of, especially the high end talent players, they want to make their commitments and wrap up their recruiting before their senior season starts, so they can mm-hmm. focus on that final year of, of high school football. So things change. Uh, these guys take all the visits they can leading up to the start of their senior season in the dead period. So they. They get it wrapped up fairly quickly, and, and then they start making their commitments. And so uh, just the next few weeks is going to be a whirlwind of commitments for Alabama, and it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of keep up with. It's going to be hectic, but it'll yeah. be a lot of fun to keep up with. Uh, and, and then, Jake, uh, the second commitment of the day uh, come from a class of 2026 prospect, an interior offensive lineman uh, from, from Georgia, Jake. I think you pronounce his first name Zeke, but it's Zeke Hilton. Uh, like I said, uh, an interior offensive lineman. He plays center for uh, Carrollton, Georgia, out there. Uh, so uh, just another Georgia prospect coming to the Crimson Tide. I know this guy is, is a couple years away, so nothing's written in stone. But but you got to feel good getting a commitment from from a state of Georgia prospect. Uh, this early on in the process, considering they're the two-time defending national champions, mm-hmm. and he does have interest from the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, that was a big pickup uh, in my mind. Uh, just getting from from Kirby's backyard, you know, Saban, even since Kirby's been there, has has been able to pull some very very good talent out of Georgia still. And uh, you know, we got uh, a guy that's going or two really this this on this year's team that probably going to show out their first year that come from Georgia and that area. So, um, you know, get, getting an interior lineman is really going to help because get, get him acclimated because, you know, say if he's going to play center uh, for us, uh, potentially, you know, Seth is probably going to be gone. Uh, I see, I think he's a junior this year, might be a senior, but I don't know he, if he has a good year, he may be draft eligible or he will be draft eligible if he might get drafted, but I see him staying for his senior year as well. Uh, so that'll help uh, build some of these younger talent uh, that we have offensive line to uh, have a leadership guy like like Seth stay for his senior year. Well, Helton's commitment is is big for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you always like to take uh, interior offensive linemen. That I mean, this dude's entering what his what if he's class of twenty six. He's entering his sophomore season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, and he's already six two three oh five. So. I mean, he looks like he's 30 years old already. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's it's always good to get those type of players. But, you know, he's a, he's a high school teammate of Caleb Odom, a tight end who's going to be committing uh, here in a couple weeks. Alabama feels good about their position with him. But then also a classmate of his is one of the most highly regarded quarterbacks yeah. in Julian Lewis in the class of 2026. And you can only think this helps Alabama's uh, hopes of landing a commitment from Lewis, who, who Alabama and everybody else in the country is hot and heavy for in the class of 2026. So, long way to go until then, but you got to think this really helps Alabama's chances and maybe landing Julian Lewis as well. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and I want to feed off of what, what you said earlier, Stacey, about, you know, these kids kind of commit 
uh, early nowadays to help that, you know, recruiting period uh, because you see them all the time now. Since it's now legal with NIL and all that, you they can get out there and try to put a word in to, to other players say, hey, you know, follow me to Bama or, hey, follow me to so-and-so. So that aspect of recruiting, I, I really like, you know, I really like, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm excited. We'll see how, how it goes with Lewis. Yeah. You, you brought up a great point. It does seem like these recruits nowadays are more willing to kind of help the coaching staff recruit mm-hmm. other players once they've committed to another school. And it's, it's right. not just at Alabama, it's across the country. Mm-hmm. And, and I think these guys, I think social media has helped that part out as well. Yeah. So like I said, recruiting is fluid and fluid. It's ever changing. The, this, the generations are always different of players. So it's just so interesting to keep up recruiting because of the way that these, these young athletes interact with each other and how they kind of, kind of help the coaching staff, uh, you know, recruit these players they're, they're wanting to make future teammates of. So uh, mm-hmm. recruiting is just one of those things that you either love it or hate it. Oh, yeah. I love keeping up with it because it's just, it's so much fun to kind of see that next wave of talent. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of talent coming in at Alabama. Uh, you know, saving that that's one thing you, you can never say uh or you can't say yet about him, about he's losing his mind. He's he's not. He's still sharp as an ass and he's getting out there and getting those those players. No doubt, no doubt. Well, that's gonna wrap up our recruiting portion of the show. Uh we're gonna move on to our next segment, Jake. Uh it's it's a little bit different than what we kind of usually talk about on our show, but we want to squeeze a few more minutes in on this episode. And Jake, I, I want to talk to you about some of the things that Alabama needs to get right in 2023. Look, the, the conversation this whole offseason has been about the quarterback competition, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, Tyler Buckner, whoever it is, that has been a the the, the most talked about topic this offseason. So outside of the quarterback position, Jake, and because that's such an obvious one, what are you looking at for Alabama to do maybe better than what they've done the last couple of seasons or maybe do differently than what they've done as of late to maybe help them improve in 2023? Well, one thing that I believe that is going to be different than past teams is we're going to have an outstanding running presence. Uh, you know, we had we had playmakers, but – you know, we still threw the ball a good bit. With the uncertainty at quarterback right now, you have guys that's behind the quarterback that can make plays. Jace McClellan is going to make plays. He can make plays. Justice Haynes, we talked about him earlier coming from the state of Georgia. He's a, he's a true freshman. I don't know how you're going to keep him off the field at all once he gets started. I mean, he is a absolute stud. And then you got Richard Young, uh, guys like that still coming in and behind him as well. So, uh, there's playmakers there to help the quarterback until we get the right one in. Just hand the ball off and let them guys go because they're going to get yardage. We've seen what Jason McClellan did against Texas when he can pull off a run. I think he's also had an 80-yard run against Arkansas uh, previous years too. So that kid is electric. Uh, other thing is I feel like since we're going to be running the ball a lot more, we got to be more nasty in the trenches on that offensive line. And I just feel like the nastiness is coming back with that offensive line. Uh, Cole Kublet just put an article out or, or said a few words of the day about Tyler, uh, uh, Tyler Booker um, and how he could be like, he's showing that nastiness uh, of past Alabama teams. And 
I've, we talked about Stacy how we're high on him because he has shown that nastiness. I mean, he just worked his way up from the bottom of the depth chart, and he started, you know, last year. Eventually, take, took his spot away. So I feel like the nastiness is coming back with J.C. Latham and Tyler Booker leading the charge at offensive line. Yeah, you you brought up two great. I think those are two of uh, maybe the most critical position groups on the team this year. Jake is the offensive line and the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we feel good about the talent in the backfield, Jake. I think those yeah. guys, if given the opportunity to make plays, will make the plays. Mm-hmm. So, really, it comes down to the offensive line, Jake. Uh, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker, Seth mm-hmm. McLaughlin, Darren Dalcourt. This spring, when given the chance to speak to the media, they all talked about kind of rebranding the album offensive yep. line to the days of old. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to be a physical team. They want to dominate their opponent. They want their opponent to line up and say, man, I don't want to do this for four quarters. I know it, yeah. So, and, and look, talk is one thing. You know, your actions speak louder than your words. It's time for them to, to show up on Saturdays between those white lines and make it happen. So, right. if the offensive line gets it right this year, and but what I mean by gets it right, it's be nasty, like you say, be mm-hmm. dominating, be mm-hmm. relentless in their effort, uh, finish blocks, uh, just just do all the dirty little things that an offensive line has to do to open up holes in the running game, to create opportunities in the in the play action passing game. So I, I'm with you, Jake. The offensive line is one of the most critical position groups on this team this year. I think the talent is there. I think the players are there. I think the mentality is there. And right. I think the coaching's there. I think Coach Eric Wolford is one of the most underrated <laughs> position coaches in the country. So uh, I really think the offensive line is going to play a critical role and how this team looks and, and feels, really. How, how, you know, you get a feeling about a team. Is yeah. it, does this team feel dominating? I haven't felt that way about an Alabama team in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I have that feeling coming back now, and most of that is because I, I like guys like Tyler Booker and J.C. Latham mm-hmm. leading the charge on the offensive line and helping rebuild and rebrand that unit up front to be a dominating force mm-hmm. uh, in the trenches. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying, and you talk about the feel. I got that feeling from a day because of how dominating the defense was. That first, that first string defense, how dominating it was, and how it's putting pressure, uh, constant pressure. You know, something we hadn't seen in a while on quarterbacks. And and I mean, you know, you, you say one thing about it, yeah, it's just it's you know, it's just a, like a spring game, but. You think about it, those those guys, I mean, they're four and five stars at the second and third level at Alabama. So, you know, they may not have a lot of experience, but they're good players. So it's not like you, you're you playing against two and three-star guys. I mean, you're still playing against top-tier talent that's, set, that's second and third string at Alabama. So them having that dominating presence in the A-Day, it just made me feel a lot better about how the, how the team could be this year. Yeah, just in general, the team as a whole, <clears throat> excuse me, how physical they looked. Right. It just looked different than what we'd seen over the last couple of seasons. So I, I'm really excited about that part of it. Now, I want to go to the defensive side of the ball. And and I think I think there's there's really I think there's something at each level that needs that needs to get right for the season to be successful. And what I mean by successful, Jake, is an appearance in the college football playoff. Right. That that's the expectation at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Realistic or not, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, you're Nick Saban, you're Alabama. You've built that brand, you've built that expectation level, so you have to deliver that, or it doesn't feel like a success. So, 
in order for Alabama to return to the college football playoff, Jake, I think th- I think there's something at all three levels that need to happen on the defensive side of the football. On the defensive line, I think we need to find that dude. And we what I mean by that, that we, we talked about, I think, in our last episode, yeah. <clears throat> we need to find a playmaker on the defensive line. I'm not saying we need a Quinn and Williams top playmaker, but a Christian Barmore top playmaker would be good enough. It would mm-hmm. suffice. And then on at in the at the second level, Jake, we need to get right at inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is we need to pick the right guys to play at the right times to play. Because uh, I really believe that there's four players inside linebacker that need to get first team reps this fall. Mm-hmm. Trez Marshall, uh Jihad Campbell, Deontay Lawson, and Justin Jefferson. We need mm-hmm. to find a way to get all four of those guys involved with the first team defense because they're all four really good at different things that can help and benefit the team. Mm-hmm. And then on the back end, Jake, we need to get the right guys in the right spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, we've, we're confident in Kool-Aid McKinstry. Right. He's, he's an elite lockdown corner. Crazy or not, we're confident in Caleb Downs. The dude is a generational top talent <laughs> at safety. God. Yeah. But how do you manage Malachi Moore? How do you manage uh, Earl Little? Uh, how mm-hmm. do you manage the two transfers in Jalen Key and Trey Amos? What mm-hmm. happens with Christian Story? What do you do with Terry on Arnold? So mm-hmm. missing and line up those players in different spots and and how you kind of put everybody into their place is going to be critical for how how this team is successful on defense. Yeah, I agree hundred um, percent. I agree. We got to find the dude on defensive line. That would be that was my my biggest uh, thing as well. Uh, inside linebacker uh, is critical, I think, this year. And, and we talked about that as well in the last episode, how, you know, Henry Toa Toa w- was great, but, you know, I, I feel like this next group, we already know what De- Deontay Lawson can do, so he's going to be great. Um, and, and Justin Jefferson, I mean, he just showed showed out in A-Day, so he's he's uber-talented. And then Campbell and – and Trez Marshall that come in, you know, you, like you said, you got to get those guys uh, on the on the field uh, in some capacity throughout the game. And on the backside, one thing I also want to add uh, deep in the defensive back and the secondary, we need to go back to, you know, the the Alabama teams that was creating turnovers, getting interceptions, and and you know, breeding. You know, what was it always saying? You know, all offense or you know offensive touchdowns or uh, sounds you know knots knots not yeah, offensive knots. touchdowns yeah not offensive touchdowns we need to get back to that type of level uh and the in the secondary because it just seemed like there hasn't been as many interceptions at, in the previous last couple of years teams so we need to get back to that um on a on defense, on the defense side of the ball as well. Yeah, those not offensive touchdowns, Jake. They're they're game changers. I mean, yeah, they are. Well, anytime you can put points on the board when you don't have the football, mm-hmm. is is I mean that that probably increases your chances of winning by you know ten to twenty percent every time you do it. And there was games, you know, back in, uh, a few years back when it happened a couple times a game. So I know it. Yeah, uh, it's you're right. That is going to be critical to the team's success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel confident in the playmakers in the back end because I think there's some playmakers back there. Yeah. Well, I, I really believe that. I think Malachi, I think Caleb, I think Earl Little, I think Kool-Aid. I think those guys are playmakers. They right. they don't just make a tackle. They don't just break up a pass. They intercept the ball. And then when they intercept it, they have a chance to take it to the house. So 
Uh, I think that's going to be critical as well. Uh, I really like that. I, those non-offensive touchdowns are game changers. Mm-hmm. They they bail out an offense that that maybe doesn't have elite quarterback play. So mm-hmm. uh, that 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 could help the team. So that's a great point. And I'm going to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, Jake, the penalties oh, yeah. have, have been an Achilles heel for this team. Uh, a lot of pre-snap penalties, a lot of just miscues, uh, just really things that were not traditionally done under Nick Saban-led teams. Mental. And, 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 and those things need to be cleaned up. And if they're cleaned up, uh, that's just going to make this team that much more dangerous. Yeah, you know, I, I remember vividly the, the Texas game. We was in a dogfight there because I think we had like 20 penalties, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it may have been more than that. It was just mental mistakes. And, you know – the the men the the mental it's just I, I know it, it just it just odd and a, and a you know saving led team at Alabama to have all those mistakes so hopefully they can get that cleaned up with uh you know with this team as well yeah that I think and, and when you have a lot of penalties Jake it takes away your edge right you know and in, in, in especially on the road Jake I don't know how in the world they won that Texas game with nearly two hundred yards of penalties. Yeah, I, I don't know how they done it. I don't. I mean, I know how they done it. They had Bryce Young. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's how they done it. But yeah. see, it, but you don't have that this year, Jake. You don't right. have the number one pick in the NFL draft on your team this year, right? At quarterback, so you have to be good at everything else mm-hmm. if you want to compete for national championships. So, uh, th- those are just a few things that we wanted to kind of discuss about what we hope this team can look like. Uh, here in 2023, there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, SEC Media Days is a week away, so a lot to look forward to there. Cannot wait for that to happen. Like we said, commitments are going to be happening uh, <laughs> really around the clock over the next month. Yeah. So so make sure you, you you keep, you know, that's why you need to hit that bell notification on, on YouTube so you don't miss any of the episodes here on Todd Talk Live because we'll be discussing all those here on our show. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back real soon. Talking some talking something out on football. I don't know. We'll figure something out. If nothing, <laughs> yeah. if no news breaks, we'll we'll break our own news here on the show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're we're here throughout the summer. You know, we still got a month, month and a half to get through. You know, fall camp gets here. We'll be able to. We'll be a lot more interesting stuff to talk about. But we'll we'll still make it interesting here for sure. No doubt about it. But that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Jump in the comments and let us know your thoughts on today's show. Give us a thumbs up, and we will see you soon. Until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.